0: It is Super Bowl week on Unreasonable Odds, presented by DraftKings. Super Bowl 58 going down this weekend in Las Vegas. Chiefs and Niners, a full breakdown between myself and Julian Edlow. We also welcome in Johnny Avello, his final stop of the 2023-24 NFL season. Buckle up. Should be a good one. Join us in just a moment. Welcome into Unreasonable Odds, presented by the DraftKings Sportsbook and our friends at DraftKings, of course, Brendan Glasheen, Julian Edlow. It's Super Bowl week, Super Bowl 58, Chiefs and Niners in Las Vegas. We are not in Vegas. We are at home mm. where everyone else is having fun and doing their radio row hits and whatnot, but we can have fun. We can do the job just as well from here. Um, you know, it's it is what it is. It's not even that nice there right now. It's pretty cold here in Boston. It. All right, Jules, um, before we get started, we have some housekeeping to take care of.
1: Let's take care of the housekeeping. Uh, Unreasonable Odds, formerly known as the Panel B Podcast, awful name to start the show with Steve Buchanan and uh, former DK editor Alex Jankowski, who now mm-hmm. sells wine. Um, Good for him. What are we at? I would guess we're at uh, five, six years of this podcast. We're putting it on the shelf. Unreasonable odds is no more for the time being. Save the name, save the logo, but no more podcast for right now. Uh, The times are changing. If you know my schedule, if you're somebody that follows our content at DK Network, you know that I am uh, weekly, 8 a.m. to 10 a.m., Saturday and Sunday, on DraftKings Network and VEASAN doing the sweat. That's a big time commitment uh, during both the weekend and the week. And uh, it's been making the weeks a lot tougher. So we're, we're moving some stuff around. Now, unreasonable odds will be no more. But we want to continue this style content here at DraftKings uh, Network. So I'm going to have my own segment, 15 minutes or so, uh, at least once a weekend, maybe more on the weekend show. It'll be at least on the Saturday or Sunday show. But maybe we do it on, on both. Uh, that's about 15 minutes long where we still, uh, you know, I want to continue the conversation, bring in some of the best uh, betting experts in the in the sports betting space and have them them share their their ideas. So whether that's somebody coming in live to do a, a college hoops or an NFL slate or, or whatever. Um, great. Whether it's, you know, I, I don't want to lose our, our hour sit-down every summer with Phil Steele to preview college football. I don't want to lose our hour sit-down every summer with Adam Levitan to talk, uh you know, NFL player prop futures. Those are still going to happen. Um, you're just going to find them on our weekend show, The Sweat, 8 to 10 a.m., Vsin DraftKings Network. Uh, so... The segment will be something different because I want to save the name Unreasonable Odds for if this podcast ever returns. But uh new place, new time for this this uh block of content, let's call it. And it'll be abbreviated. But it'll hit just as hard.
0: That hit me hard. That whole setup yeah. there. Was good. I thought you were gonna cry. I saw you cry.
1: I saw you crying. Most people yeah. can listen, we're not gonna have the video of this part released. So
0: yeah, I've been a small part of it here the last six months or so and it's been fun. I think Yeah. You're a very is... small part. Thank you. Uh when you're in the machine that is the football season, college, NFL, it becomes therapeutic every week. And then when you it's already sad enough when you get to the last week of the football season, truly the last week college and NFL. And uh it makes sense, understandable, and there's a lot going on at DK these days, uh with Partners and what we've got going on at the Super Bowl, you know, it makes a ton of sense. So makes sense for the timing because of the NFL season concluding. But uh, that's what we're going to do here for the next half hour or so. Johnny Avello from the DraftKings Sportsbook is going to join us in just a moment. Uh, and we'll pick apart Chiefs and Niners, which gets underway on Sunday night. So we we'll, a quick minute we'll spend here. Go ahead. What do you got? You got something?
1: Well, I was going to say we we can go to avello we can save everything on the on the game our analysis for the other side but we're going to start focusing more on on college hoops obviously and I think a lot of people will with the super bowl on sunday couple right. of spots this week a wednesday nighter and a saturday afternooner uh that I'm very interested in so i i am going to talk a couple college basketball games before we get out of here if if the number opens for this saturday game that i have circled at the number that ken palm has it I don't think it will. I think it'll be a point or two off. But Ken Palm is a measuring stick for these openers. If it opens that, it's going to be my biggest play of the college basketball season.
0: Okay. And we are recording on Tuesday, February 6th. Those of you that might be tuning in later in the week because of the Super Bowl vastly approaching. But yes, our Super Bowl breakdown, some college basketball from Julian on Tuesday, February 6th. Final time this year, we sit down with the director of the DraftKings Sportsbook. Here's Johnny Avello. All
1: right, you hear the music, you know what it means. One more time this football season, it's time for Odds Are with Mr. Johnny Avello here on Unreasonable Odds. Johnny, happy Super Bowl week. How we doing? Hey, Jules, doing good.
2: I uh, hope I'm sounding loud and clear. I'm down here in the Scottsdale Sportsbook, which is beautiful, by the way. But of course, you know, anytime you... You go to a foreign site, you have some technical issues. So let's hope uh, there's none here today.
1: All right, we're gonna power through it, and we're gonna start with uh, the side in this game itself: Chiefs and and Niners. It seemed to open all Kansas City money. It still seems to be all public Kansas City money, uh, but some bigger San Francisco bets, at least at at some spots, pushed this number down. Um, it has since kind of come back. What type of action are we seeing on the side at at DraftKings Sportsbook? Is it similar to public Kansas City money and some bigger, sharper uh, Niners? You're right on the movement in the line. It was Kansas City money at the opener.
2: Remember now, this is two. uh, What was ten days ago or so? Uh, Kansas City at was uh, money at the two and a half, taking it plus two and a half. Then it was two. Then it was one and a half, all the way down to one. And then all of that happened within 24 hours. Then the San Francisco money showed up to push it back to two. And it stayed at two now for you know pretty much the last eight to 10, eight or nine days. So now it's two, primarily chief money. I'm anticipating that trend will continue. Even if we move back to one and a half, I think this is chief money for the rest of the week. And we go in even the Niners.
1: Okay, let's, uh, let's talk total as well. We're sitting, again, we're recording this on Tuesday, February 6th. So it's a unique conversation Super Bowl week because this has been open for more than a week. And we're still five days from kick. But total sits 47 and a half on DK Sportsbook. Um, I know one of the sharper books in town in Vegas did pop a 48. Uh, public, obviously, you know, it's the Super Bowl. People want to have fun, bet the over. Is this one going to move at all? Is any sharper money, in your opinion, going to hit the under? Where's this total going, Johnny?
2: Sharps always seem to bet the under in games like this. Uh, but mm-hmm. it hasn't moved off the opening number of forty-seven and a half. But they are betting the over. And why wouldn't they? It's two teams with high-profile pro- offensive players. I think it gets to 48 by game time. And for reasons you just said, it's fun. Who wants to bet the under in a game like this? On a fast track in Las Vegas. So uh, I expect we get to 48.
1: Speaking of fun, uh, props galore. It's the Super Bowl. But we have Taylor Swift owns her own tab at our uh, DraftKings book. Let's just get this one out of the way, Johnny. Uh, what are some of the most popular plays that bettors are loving in our Taylor Swift tab? I have to tell you, Jules, that the team did a great
2: job getting these Sw- all these Swifties involved in this game. Uh, what they did is they took some of her most popular songs and albums uh, and I can't claim from any of them. And, and they associated with those names with something that will happen in players in the game. I'll give you some for instances. Uh, Anti-Hero. Brock Purdy, at least. 250 yards and at least two touchdown passes. Yes. Plus two bucks. Deja vu. Chiefs win in exactly by 11 points. We know that happened, right? Uh, a couple Super Bowls again in this same matchup. That's 30 to one. Shake it off. That's the 49ers score the first touchdown of the game and then Chiefs win the game. That's plus 350. Uh, I actually, you no, know that gone. You get the I, I know that soon. song, "Shake It Off." <laughs> I've
1: heard that one. Uh, well, I don't. I don't understand the other ones because I don't know the songs. But they seem to make sense once you tell me the title.
2: Yes, exactly. That's and anyway, they're all writing good business. I want to thank Taylor Swift for bringing the Swifties <laughs> to the NFL and new business for DraftKings.
1: Thank you, Taylor. I'm. I'm sure. Uh, I've heard rumors. She's a huge unreasonable odds listener, so she will get that I, message. I think she is. <laughs> All right, let's get into some more conventional props here. Uh, The menu is massive every week on DraftKings Sportsbook, but particularly this week, so we're going to break it down by position here a little bit. Passing props. Um, Purdy to throw an interception is reasonably priced. I think that's one getting a lot of handle. You have Mahomes. Bettors are going to love betting on Mahomes. What are some of the more popular passing props so far in this game, Johnny?
2: I'm glad you brought it up
1: how um, we do an extensive menu
2: each and every week. And a lot of people look for the Super Bowl props at Super Bowl time. But for listeners out there, you don't have to wait the Super Bowl. We do this entire menu each and every week on each and every game. So for the team, it's just kind of old hat. It's just a big game. So yep. on the press, on the pass and props, besides what you mentioned, Mahomes over one and a half touchdowns. Uh, That passing touchdowns, that's now up to minus 160. That's seeing in play. Purdy completions over 20 and a half. That's getting some play. And Mahomes under 25 and a half in that same category. Uh, The Purdy over one and a half interceptions, that's just the, probably the most popular play so far in the passing props.
1: All right, uh, running props, rushing props. Good spots for both running backs, really. Christian McCaffrey seems to do it every week. And then Pacheco has been a sledgehammer for this Kansas City offense. And the Niners have been giving up yards on the ground in this postseason. So I'm going to guess that uh, that money's flowing in on, on the overs in the rushing department.
2: Yeah, it is. Um, let's talk about, you know, the two running backs here. We can't slow the betters down on McCaffrey to score the first. And anytime touchdown, how could you? He scores one every week. Uh, Pacheco over 65 and a half uh, yards, laying minus 120. And Purdy, this is an interesting one. This is one you're probably giving out. Purdy over 12 and a half, right? Minus 125. Is that why we're getting all the action on that? Because Jules is giving that one out?
1: No, I I haven't done this one. It caught my eye. I do like it, but I, I have not gotten there yet. Um it seems to be popular though. It I'm is. not sure where it's coming and, from.
2: And then of course McCaffrey over 90 and a half yards. That's seeing some play. Not a staggering amount, but seeing some.
1: Uh, just to show you how much weight I, I pull around here, Johnny, I gave out Pacheco over 66 and a half and it promptly ticked down to 65 and a half. So that's the that's my my impact on these. And you know what you do when that happens? You hit it again. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> All right, so there's the running backs. Let's go over to pass catchers. We'll mix the wide receivers and tight ends together, Johnny. Nothing more square than betting Taylor Swift's boyfriend's overs in the Super Bowl, and that's exactly what I did. I bet Kelsey over at 69.5 yards. We're posting half last I looked. I, I got to wipe that whole thing out of my mind and say Kelsey's gone 70-plus in 12 straight postseason games. Uh, and when you watch that Baltimore game, the – Connection that him and Mahomes have in these gotta-have-it spots is is just ridiculous. Niners gave up 90-something to Laporta in the NFC Championship game. So I'm on Kelsey. I assume he has to be one of the most popular props. But you tell me, what are the most uh, popular receiving props being bet for the Super Bowl?
2: Yeah. He, well, first of all, that connection that him and Mahomes have, you called it ridiculous, and it is. They just They have a will to win, these guys. And that's the reason why the Chiefs win consistently in big games. It's those two guys and the coach. I think that's all it takes is those three. I don't care how many other players are missing. They just seem to show up. But besides Kelsey being the first touchdown in any time scorer, which that's getting pounded, you mentioned the over 70 and a half yards and that's being bet. They also like Kittle over 47 and a half yards on the other side. And then uh, how about, Valdez-Scantling over a meager 19 and a half yards. That's sneaky, isn't it? And it is not it And you can see that happening. It's only, it's only going to take maybe one catch, possibly two.
1: All right. Uh, how about the rest of the player props? Any defensive or kicking props that are seeing a lot of play? I've also seen, and I, I am on this one, I need to add it to my article on, on DK Network, a lot of people betting uh, the Kyle chat, whether it's just to record a catch. Um, or over two and a half yards, I think it is, from the fullback position.
2: Yeah, what we're seeing, uh, you mentioned the, the kickers and maybe defensive players, so there's not much on the kickers so far. There will be. But for defensive players, uh, the Fred Warner over four and a half solo tackles, that's seeing some love. That's now up to minus 150. Under on linebacker uh, Dre uh, Greenlaw to have under five and a half solo tackles. And the entire Chiefs defense to have over four and a half tackles for a loss. Have you thought about that one? That number is over would, minus one thirty-five.
1: Sounds like it can't miss. <laughs> um, super Bowl well MVP, Johnny. It's kind of a different market this year. You, uh, you know, you go back longer than me, so you tell me when the, the amount of times that this has happened. But um, we have the favorite, Mahomes, playing for the underdog. That automatically makes this a unique market off the bat, and then the quarterback for the favorite, Purdy, better than two to one to win the award. So that kind of mixes things up right off the top, um, and I assume would have people that like the Niners. If they're not betting Purdy, it means they're looking down the board, CMC, Debo, maybe deeper. Um, you tell me how how are the betters on DK Sportsbook handling Super Bowl MVP?
2: Well, people have asked me is, why is Purdy at that price? And I tell them because, Mah- let's look at both quarterbacks. Mahomes, if he's the, you know, if the, if he's passing to all his pass catchers and he's running uh, and getting, you know, important first downs and scoring, that's the reason why a guy like that would be your MVP. Whereas Purdy is more of a guy that relies on short passes, a lot of short passes, and then those guys do all the work. So it seems like he's not the main attraction on that team. Now McCaffrey at four seventy-five, that's a popular choice here, and you could see why. Um, And then Kelsey at twelve to one, that's a popular choice. Now going back to what I said about Mahomes, those two guys are a duo. So if Kelsey, the only way Kelsey does well, if Mahomes does well, so that's why Mahomes would be the leader certainly out of those two. Uh, Debo on Debo on the other side at twenty to one. He's getting some support along with some higher price guys like Brandon Ayuk at 60 to one. You know Brandon Ayuk maybe maybe couple of touchdown passes he catches a 12 15 yarder and runs them in uh, and then Kittle 60 to one. So there's a couple of higher pricer guys there that are that are seeing some money.
1: And you're let me just get your opinion on this, Johnny, because I remember when the Patriots beat the Rams, the difference on Brady MVP and Patriots money line was like 10 to 20 cents. Patriots win, Edelman won the MVP. Especially when you're getting plus money on the Chiefs. I personally can't imagine going Mahomes MVP rather than Chiefs money line. That's just my thinking. Like, if I were to bet anybody MVP, it'd probably be Kelsey. Do you think Kelsey was the MVP? I I thought Kelsey might have been the MVP of the Baltimore game did you think it was him or would you have given it to to Mahomes in a game like that? And what's your thought process when the juice is, let's say 20 cents or less on an MVP versus a money line.
2: I agree with you on the Kelsey MVP in that game. And I also agree with you that, you know, just be, if you're, if you like a team, bet the team yeah. for a couple extra cents, you're going to cost. Just think about all the things that could happen. Suppose that somebody for the chiefs runs back, uh, You know, two punt returns for touchdowns. Why jeopardize, you know, the side you like for a couple of cents? Not worth it.
1: That's the way I think. And I think about myself who bet Patriots money line against the Rams, but I was considering the Brady discount. I think about how I would have felt when that game ended. And I'm sitting there with my Brady MVP ticket picking the right side and I lose because of 20 cents or whatever. So. I would yep. encourage betters to think about it that way.
2: But Jules, one uh, other thing. Think about, yep. you know, something happens, maybe, you know, maybe an onside kick that happens and a guy's out there and recovers the ball. Now he's already had a couple of things good that happens in the game. Just, mm-hmm. just there's, there's just too many things out there that where somebody can get elevated to that spot. So you definitely don't, you don't, don't play. If you like a side, don't play it that way.
1: It's a very, uh, bettable Super Bowl on the money line no matter who you like put it that way especially at this um all right let's finish with the fun stuff we already talked Taylor Swift but the tabs on DK and again you mentioned we we list a full menu every week at DraftKings Sportsbook for, for NFL football but the Super Bowl grows a little bit we got Super Bowl specials novelty props game leaders uh, the unique markets go on and on. So, what are some of the most popular plays under some of these special tabs that, that we've been seeing bettors jump on?
2: These will be a couple of bets that we haven't spoke on before. Uh, like in the Super Bowl specials prop category, over 77 and a half yards for the longest drive. That's getting hit pretty hard. That's now up to minus 170. Uh, wow. Nick, Nick Boza to have two or more sacks, plus 350. Any player to have at least 150 combined rushing and receiving yards, uh, minus 115, pretty much a pick there. And this is one that's always fun. And I remember, I think I started this this prop back many years ago with the jersey numbers. On ours it reads, combined jersey numbers of all the touchdown scorers, over 121 and a half. Good luck on handicapping that. (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah, I'll shake up my crystal ball on that one. Let me ask you one question on the long drive, Johnny. Is that a long touchdown drive or just a long drive? What if, what if the Chiefs go from the 10-yard line to the 10-yard line for 80 yards and get stopped on fourth down or kick a field goal? That's an 80-yard drive. Is that a winner on the over? Yeah, that's the way we've okay. got it listed, longest drive. Gotcha. Glad I clarified that um and plenty more to clarify we'll see where the total jersey numbers uh of touchdown scores lands i'll be i'll be keeping close count of that in my head all game of course johnny thank you so much for the time uh and thank you for the time all football season really and enjoy the super bowl hey you're welcome sorry for any
2: technical difficulties but we got through it and we'll get through this game this weekend
1: well, guess what? We got fantastic producers and nobody's even going to know we had technical difficulties. It's going to be smooth as could be. Love those producers. <laughs> thanks, Johnny. Bye, guys.
0: Thanks to Johnny for his contributions all year. we He's pretty good about getting back to us and he maneuvers his schedule around to make it work. So thanks to Johnny for his insights all year long.
1: He's been Mostly great. football. Cheers. He shares his opinions, too. You know, he gives us the numbers behind the book. But when I ask him his opinions, he, he opens up about those, which is, you know, that can be telling. Where's a bookmaker's head at? Mm-hmm.
0: And he does, yeah, he does give a little bit of a behind-the-curtain look at, like, how he's feeling or about a player or about a team. And
1: mm-hmm. because he,
0: like everybody, he watches the games like we do. And he gets, uh, how can you not get emotional um, about a particular player or team or side? whatever it may be. So, uh, but he's, but he keeps it real, keeps pretty honest as far as the bookmaker mindset. All right. Chiefs and Niners, the line keeps moving. Um, there was a two and a half out there today on Tuesday, February 6th. It's back to two at the DraftKings sportsbook. Chiefs plus two total has been just about where it's been since the beginning, 47 and a half. slight edge to the Niners. Of course, on the money line, Where do you want to start here? We'll obviously start with just side and total, but just where are you at with this game? Uh, With players, uh, notable guys, and there's a lot of notable skill players in this game, as we know, that spoke at media uh, media availability last night. Where are you at now the week of the game, Julian?
1: Yeah, I'm not going to get caught up in pros versus Joes, sharp, square, whatever, in a game like the Super Bowl. So... I don't know if you've heard this, Glass. Did you know that Patrick Mahomes is 10-1-1 against the spread as an underdog?
0: No, I I don't think I've heard that trend yet. So
1: everybody knows that I don't care about Mahomes as an underdog. I don't care about that stat. But I am on Chiefs plus two and a half. And as you mentioned, as we record, we sit two on DK Sportsbook. Wait it out. Let's see if you can get two and a half. Um, And, you know, worse comes to worse, you take the plus two. Mm-hmm. I, I don't care about Mahomes' record as an underdog. I don't care about the public being on Kansas City. What I care about is when I look at this game, I see so many advantages for Kansas City. Um, so these games are obviously priced off off power ratings, and on the whole of the season, the Niners power rate higher than the Chiefs. Got it. That's fine. They have an overall better roster than the Chiefs. Debo, McCaffrey, uh, some of those guys on D, whatever. What I said, I don't care about Mahomes historically as a dog. I do kind of care that they've won consecutive weeks as a dog on the road. Like, okay, so they're thriving in this game, late, in this role lately. They're being underpriced by, by odds makers lately. That carries into this game. Um, so looking at the matchup on the field, like the stuff I can't ignore massive talent and experience gap at quarterback, undeniable. That's the glaring one, but other edges. I think Kansas City has the better defense right now. Look what they just did to Baltimore in that game. Versus San Francisco, they're letting Jordan Love and and Jared Goff go off all over them at at home um, and putting themselves in these spots for these comebacks. Head coach, I much prefer Andy Reid to Shanahan. And Shanahan, like that drive at the end of the half against uh, the Packers where they shoot up the whole thing and just didn't even move the ball. Uh, Playing that scared is, is wild. Special teams, particularly the kicking game, an experienced good kicker and butker versus Moody, the rookie that's missed some big kicks. Love that for Kansas City. So then I go through the game scripts. Here are the game scripts. I feel like most of them favor the Chiefs. The Niners have had slow starts in the postseason. If Kansas City comes out hot, gets a lead, I don't. I trust Mahomes not to make mistakes. I trust Pacheco in the running game to take care of the ball. I don't trust Purdy to be slinging it a third straight game against the best defense yet to make another comeback. So that game script, obviously Chiefs going ahead. That's the easy one, favors the Chiefs. Um, if the game is tight. Obviously trust the Chiefs to make the plays. Mahomes not to make a turnover or Mahomes to make the big plays with his legs or find Kelsey or whatever it may be. Um, you know, prior to these last two comebacks by Shanahan, we know his his history uh in in these big games. So not to mention we're getting a couple points here. So if the game were to come down to like a two-point conversion or whatever, Mahomes is down two, they fail the two-point conversion, you're getting two and a half. I like that. There's also the script that the Niners come out hot which hasn't happened yet but obviously the tougher script with with cmc running the ball and whatnot but if there's one person that you want to want in this situation who is it? mahomes to make a comeback in the super mm-hmm. bowl just like he did in the last fourth quarter the last time he played the niners four years ago um and we've we've seen the niners getting shredded on d this postseason i i think the chiefs can shred them up so You know, matchup-wise, you want to look back, Kansas City's 6-1 and against the spread in their last seven matchups against the Niners. They've done well in this spot. Um, And here's a historical one for you, just to wrap it up, that I thought was cool. When you have two seeds going into the Super Bowl that are not the same seed. So it's not one seed, one seed, two seed, two seed, which this one is. It's one-seeded Niners versus three-seeded Chiefs. The lower seed, Kansas City, the last 19 times this has happened, is 15-2 two and 2 against the spread. So the the higher seed has been overvalued in the Super Bowl. Could easily mean nothing, but just the perception of of the better team.
0: How many times how many times has Kansas City been well, I guess
1: Kansas City was higher the higher seed against Tampa and they lost. Right. Um right. I don't know the Niners one off the top of my head, but more experience for Kansas City, more advantages on the field, more game scripts that are the path to victory. So, uh, I mean, whatever. The pro bettors can bet their $1 million Niners minus whatever in, in Vegas. Chiefs for me.
0: Chiefs and Niners both played three games in that postseason in 2019, the 18-19 uh,
1: season. Or it was, was nineteen twenty right? that they met in the Super Bowl.
0: Right. Um, they might have both been the same seed that year. But they I might. think you're right as far as uh, the, the most trusted unit of the four, taking special teams out of it. I think that I would trust the most right now is the Kansas City defense. And that's been their backbone all year. And they've pieced it together offensively. <coughs> they, I've said this to you before, and I've said, they remind me of the last Patriots Super Bowl when they beat the Rams.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: like play with a lead uh, outside of the AFC title game where they had to keep up that game, the AFC title game, Patriots chiefs. That reminded me a lot of what they did against Buffalo time of possession edge Buffalo. Kansas city has not trailed by more than a touchdown in this entire postseason. Whereas the Niners have won differently. And that's why I think people are, are twisted in a pretzel about the game because the Niners have won their last two games differently than how they've won all year. And, You'd give them credit if the competition had more pedigree. If it was, say, I don't know, not Detroit, not Green Bay, say it was Uh, Philly.
1: Right, even if Philly hadn't, like, fallen off a cliff, even if it was Dallas. But, like, I don't This whole conversation goes back to why I bet the Niners win the NFC. We can't come up with a team that would necessarily challenge them. And now you have Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs that are going to challenge them. So I don't, that, Chiefs- whole, that whole notion like justifies my Niners bet to me to win the NFC, but not to win the Super Bowl, and now being on Kansas City to win the Super Bowl.
0: Right. And the Chiefs, well, yes, we should know this, because Mahomes, until this year, had never played a road playoff game. So the matchup right. in 19 uh, nineteen twenty. Niners were 13 and 3, one seed NFC, Chiefs, one seed AFC, 12 and 4. Okay. So doesn't before they had the extra game. Doesn't so factor in both, that number. Doesn't factor in, takes out the different seeds matching up. Um how how would you feel if the Chiefs did trail by if the Chiefs get down more than two scores, which hasn't happened in the postseason? Rolled Miami, back and forth with Buffalo, had an answer every time, and then Game managed the Baltimore game, and what with, with, to me about the Baltimore game, and this is going back now, is just Baltimore didn't play how they had played all year, and that, that is the Mahomes effect where they just they oh, took them good. out of their, out of their rhythm of running the football and uh, they just went away from what they were. I don't think Kyle Shanahan's that guy that's my only counter to why I'm like, well I don't think Shanahan would get panicked that much. he's been in these games, whether or not they win him and how you feel about the quarterback different conversation that that, I can't get over Baltimore and how they played that game. They were down only down to touchdown for most of that game. And they, they completely changed Munkin Harbaugh. They changed their whole identity. And that's what threw me off from that game. Still. I still can't get over that.
1: Yeah. Weird, weird by Baltimore. I I don't get that either, but at least they were trusting the MVP to throw the ball. Whereas Shanahan's not going to do that. You're right. They're going to run. They're going to throw screens to Debo. So on, so who was fine by the way, Debo? Not, not to mention an extra week, but he looked pretty. He looked yeah, okay.
0: He wasn't just a decoy out there against Detroit.
1: No, he's fine. Um, so yeah, I, uh, you know, playing from behind against a team that can run, it's not where I want to be. I'm just saying, if you look at all the game scripts, this is the Kansas City is a team that I won't count out playing from behind. Okay, but they're more set up to win from ahead or win close games this year than they have been with the comebacks in the past, the crazy comebacks in the past. This is, this is a different team. We know that where do you lean on the total lean under on the total. Johnny said, you know, it's 47 and a half. We've seen some 48s in market. Johnny said it probably pops to 48. People are going to play the over in the Super Bowl, So I would, that would be a game day under for me under 48, but uh, might not do anything there. Both teams are going to run the ball.
0: I don't disagree. I don't disagree. I could see a I think and that's the that you'd think if you haven't watched the Chiefs all year or you haven't watched the and you've just paid attention to the Niners and they're coming from behind wins, I think an under is actually okay for Kansas City. Um second half under has been they've been fantastic yeah. to the second half under all year well, because of inept offense, but it turns out it's their defense, that I don't think gets enough credit. The storyline for the back end of the year and really the whole year was that they couldn't score, but their defense also wasn't allowing teams to score on them. Right. Um, You have a few angles on props. Props are very popular because it's just one game, standalone game, final game of the year. People want to dabble in props. So while you like the game under, there are players that are publicly, I think people wanted bet overs. Um, That's not new news, but when they see names like McCaffrey and Debo and Travis Kelsey, and Patrick Mahomes passing or Brock Purdy passing because you've played Purdy's over in passing yards till this point. Um, where do you lean in K- Christian McCaffrey? Where, where are you at on on player props for the game props in general?
1: Yeah. So first I'll say, um, I, I haven't bet any of the weird stuff, the novelty props, the yeah. whatever. Um, and I, I don't know if I will, but, you know, we went over with Johnny, some of the ones that people have money on, uh, where money's coming in, Any, and I don't know if I'll get there before the game. Do you have anything weird? I'll open the stage to, to that before we... Before
0: no, I-, I heard our, our buddy Dan Lifshatz mention the non-quarterback to throw a touchdown, mm-hmm. and, he's, and he speaks to the history of... Uh, Andy Reid's creativity as well as Debo. Samuel has thrown a touchdown, and you can go into preseason games. and
1: I, I, hate, taking I hate taking it out of Mahomes' hands. The Niners, I guess, I could see running something like that.
0: Which the Chiefs did do once against Baltimore. They decided to do a direct snap to Pacheco, mm-hmm. um, which I'm just like, what, what? but the game, every play matters more than ever in, the, in, in these games, of course. AFC title game. Super Bowl and I just couldn't believe they did that. And they were just they were rolling down the field and they decided to do that. But hey, he's the creative play caller. He's got the track record. I don't, so I can't argue with that. Um no, but nothing no, nothing uh nothing out of the ordinary.
1: All right. So, four props for me on the game. I'll rip through them. Uh on the Niners side, the only thing I'm going to only thing I've played is uh use check fullback minus 135 range to record a catch um you know it, it's fairly priced but they throw to him in some of these bigger games he had a couple catches for 33 yards really against the lions that was in yes. you know having to come back a little bit different of a game script but uh he scored a receiving touchdown when these two teams played in the Super Bowl four years ago uh so I, I like use check to record a catch pretty low bar get some pressure on Purdy dump it down I, I think that'll be there um, smallest prop that I played, and I played this one in the game four years ago too, and it cashed. But you'll remember one of the worst beats in Super Bowl history. Mahomes rushing yards over. He went well over in that Super Bowl four years ago. His kneel downs were not just kneel downs. He was sprinting backwards, running around like a chicken with his head cut off, taking kneel downs. He lost like fifteen yards on kneel downs to ultimately go under his player prop in that game, but his long carry was thirteen yards. I bet Mahomes over twelve and a half on his longest rush of the game. Smaller prop because it's, you know, tougher. It's just a one play thing, but plenty of urgency in the postseason. Mahomes has the worst wide receiver room he's had in his career. So maybe that leads to more scrambling. He's two and one to the over at this number this postseason. Just missed against Baltimore. Long carry was 11 yards. Um, since that 2020 postseason, Mahomes is nine and six to the over 12 and a half on his, on his long carry. Uh, so I'm going to sprinkle on that one rushing prop. I like more Pacheco over 65 and a half rushing yards. We've been on him all post-season Glash. He's the sledgehammer. He's the battering ram for this, this offense. He's done it all three games of this post-season. He's averaging 84.7 rushing yards this post-season. He'll face a Niners defense that, uh, Hasn't defended the run well. We think of them in this big bad defense. They have not been that. They've given up 159 rushing yards per game against the Packers and Lions. So in those games, the the RB1s, Aaron Jones, 18 carries for 108 yards, well over. And then David Montgomery, 15 carries for 93 yards. And that doesn't include Jameer Gibbs and Jamison Williams, who combined for another 87 rushing yards on 13 yeah. carries. So Pacheco, if you want to do it like a same game parlay, rushing yards to, and to anytime touchdown scorer, I, I think that's fine too. I think he scores. Um, and I then like one... Pacheco
0: last year, Pacheco last year in the playoffs again uh, in the in the Super Bowl against uh, Philadelphia. So I always worry about Andy Reid just getting cute and create. There was no Clyde Edwards Elair. They had the end around a Sky Moore in the Super yep. Bowl last year. I try to think with the Super Bowl, just they try to get creative and try to throw off, especially a great play caller. Well, not Sirianni, but um, Shane Steichen, as and then Kyle mm-hmm. Shanahan. Not the case last year. Pacheco was Pacheco had 15 carries of their 26 in the game.
1: He was the guy. He was the many guy. Yards? Last year so 76. Okay, good. I like that. <laughs> and then finally, as I told good Johnny, uh, Paral,
0: parallels to, parallels to the Niners. Good front in Philadelphia defensively. Yep. So.
1: Um, as I told Johnny, nothing more square than betting Taylor Swift's boyfriends over in the Super Bowl, but that's exactly what I'm doing. Travis Kelsey, well, first of all, you watch that Baltimore game, you just see the, the connection between Mahomes and Kelsey and where that is in the postseason. They've
0: ramped it up. They've ramped it up.
1: 11 targets. He caught all of them for 116 yards. Improvised plays that can't be stopped. You're going to count on some of those for some yards and, and they're going to be there, but that AFC title game in Baltimore, that's the 12th straight playoff game that Kelsey has topped 70 receiving yards. Then you look at the Detroit side, and during that span, he's averaging 98.2 receiving yards per game over his last 12 in the playoffs. Last week, Sam Laporta, receiving uh, leader for Detroit, nine grabs for 97 against the San Francisco defense. So I I think Kelsey's going to do just fine in this game. Uh, So those are my four props that I am in on so far. I also want to do something in the kicking game. I want to back Butker to be better than Moody. I'm not sure how. Kansas City longest field goal. uh, uh, Butker to score more points than Moody. um, Something. Uh, Because Kansas City's Hmm. special teams and kicking game is going to be better than San Francisco's.
0: Okay. Uh, Let's see. Longest field goal. Trying to find it here. I... I don't dislike it. Um, longest Good. field goal made. Chiefs, if you want to take – so you can pick a team.
1: Right, that's Chiefs what I want to do. One, Not distant, Chiefs minus
0: 115.
1: Exactly. All right, so Chiefs minus 115, longer than Niners. Let's do that.
0: Okay. Well, both teams make a 33-yard field goal or longer. That's interesting. Yes is juiced, minus 125. How do you, So I want to throw this one at you. How would you feel about using uh, – how do you want to play Debo? Like, not overreact to what he did last week, questionable throughout the week, going to play, but maybe he's just a decoy. That's what's so hard, and I understand why you might not be as confident playing Niners player props because you just don't know who the dude's going to be outside of McCaffrey. Like, which receiver: Kittle, Ayuk, Debo, Jennings, in no particular order.
1: I would still look over on Debo because when, you know, we watched that Lions game together and what first half cash for Debo over, right? Yeah, it just it's not that high of a number for an elite wide receiver. One, is he going to catch a bomb? No, but enough, put it in his hands enough and he breaks a couple and it, it just seems to get there. So I would lean over on, on Debo, but I haven't done anything there. Brock Purdy
0: got a lot of credit for his scrambling ability and a come from behind situation. So the game script might matter to this. So now is his rushing yard prop is up to uh 12 and a half, which is that's inflated from what it's been before that game last week or two weeks ago.
1: Yeah. And Johnny mentioned this one is taking a lot of money in, in the rushing department, one of the most popular rushing props of the game. So, I would lean over on that as well, but there's only so many overs you can play on the Super Bowl and come game day. I'll start looking at some unders, maybe the game total under for one, but uh we'll be waiting on unders that's that's kind of the formula here,
0: right, which makes sense. Public money on the over then you come back in on under normally you gotta get those unders uh sometimes on the prop side you gotta play your unders earlier in the week too um but this 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 game's very different game's, um
1: yeah, anything you like in this game before we uh well, I'll preview a couple college hoop spots, and then we'll tie a bow on this thing.
0: Yeah, Kansas City is the side. I'm uh, going to wait, though, because based on what you said that Johnny said, I think you, you might get a two and a half. We'd, of course, rather have played three right when this opened. Yeah. Um, lean under as well, but again, makes sense to wait. And then on the on the player prop side, I want to wait, too, and play unders. Um I'd rather wait and play unders on the not the the more not notable guys uh, like like Rasheed Rice. Could he be a, a dark horse? Um, go to
1: like,
0: how how do they defend Kelsey? Like, if if it were not to go well for Kelsey, can Kansas City still win the game if Kelsey's not a factor? I don't think so. Okay,
1: I think he has to be a factor.
0: <sighs> this could be such a game where like these other guys come to life or not. They. Because he's not as much, again,
1: you can't be closed-minded, I guess. Sure, they can win if Kelsey doesn't have a bad game and the other guys play really, really well. But that's going to require, you know, eight grabs for 80 yards and a touchdown from Rasheed Rice. And right. then the Watsons and MVSs combining for, you know, six catches for another 60, 70, 80 yards.
0: Right. And even like MVS had the game sealing catch. That's all that he needed to do to just do his role that day was just yeah. catch that ball. Yeah. And they've been in those spots all year, but they haven't converted them. Where you know MVS Philadelphia Monday night going back now.
1: Yeah. So uh, you see all the mistakes Purdy has made. A couple, a Kansas City defensive and special teams touchdown. Like now the script has flipped. Like there's. Obviously, a game script for anything, so I won't just immediately say no on Kelsey. But I, I think unless something wild happens, Kelsey's going to have to have a pretty good game here. Do you?
0: How do you feel about? I got one more that I I've eyed. It, it plays into your Pacheco over, which is just it's not as. Uh, it's more. It's more of a safe play. Pacheco to lead the game in rushing is plus
1: one forty. So yeah, I yeah fading with Capri. Right. I, I was thinking about going that route because I, I do really like Pacheco, but I I need better than plus 140 to bet Pacheco over McCaffrey, right? I don't disagree. It's not a good enough mean. price. Okay.
0: You got a prediction, prediction, like final score?
1: I do. Um, we have a VSIN big game preview that, you know, ev- everybody from VSIN, DraftKings Network, we're all putting our predictions in there um let me make sure let me make sure i, I give the right
0: want to be consistent yeah
1: let me make sure i give the right number here because i can't say something different on my podcast than what i put into the document um okay let me come wrap it there it's between a couple uh i was between a couple scores i just want to make sure i had the right one what did they take me out of here
0: did you not make the cut?
1: Pretty. I'm pretty sure that I put um, twenty three to twenty one, Kansas City.
0: Which that aligns right with the total.
1: 23, yep, twenty three to twenty one Kansas City. Is what that
0: I put. puts. <laughs> that would put Moody in a situation to maybe kick if if they have the ball at the end to kick a field goal, and God knows from where they trust him uh, to kick it. But you know, if, who knows? Man, if he makes
1: it and the Niners win by one, then we can live with that.
0: That's why you play the, the two. The money you want line. to play money line? Play use the number. Take the two points. Take the two points. Especially
1: in today's NFL, with what the analytics tell you to do, um, on mm-hmm. going to two at certain points in a game where we don't trust a rookie kicker on the Niners, like there, there's a lot of reasons to take two, even if it stays two and not two and a half.
0: What's Brock – last thing I have on my mind, Brock Purdy's interception. Uh, oh, that, last that's I, last be-
1: I looked, it was like minus 115, and it's a very popular prop. Kansas City that's, secondary is good. Uh, I think Purdy makes a mistake. He's been Brock making Purdy mistakes all along the way, and now yeah, just against a really good defense in the Super Bowl, I, I got to think he tightens up a little here.
0: Over a half interception, minus 125, Brock Purdy. Patrick Mahomes is minus one fifteen, but hey, teams that win the Super Bowl and great quarterbacks that win the Super Bowl, Tom Brady did it forever. He always is good for one turnover, early in the game most times. Okay, this it's really tight, um, but I think, you, like you said off the top, I think the smarty pants, the the sharps, the the people that know what they're talking about, I think they really like the Niners, and I just don't. I sorry, I know it, you've heard this everywhere you listen. How do you bet against fifteen? Uh, in- uh, don't
1: say that. Don't say it that way.
0: I, you know, you <laughs> know never,
1: it's true. I never said that. I never said how can you not? Uh, how can you bet against so and so? I just said I think the Chiefs have a lot of advantages. That's all
0: they do. But if you think the final score is going to be twenty-three twenty-one, that means you think it's close. Yep. I could see a scenario Kansas City rolls. That'd be great, <laughs> okay, all right, that's our Super Bowl breakdown. You want to give out a couple more uh angles on college basketball before we wrap it up?
1: Two college hoops. We're gonna start with Wednesday night. let's um, see if I can pull up a stat here, but if I can't, it's not a big deal. All right, that's not coming up. All right, Wednesday night, um, you'll remember a couple weeks ago, backed Alabama at home against Auburn. Auburn had been cruising. Alabama Mm -hmm. had some tough losses, but they'd played some really tough teams. Alabama got it done at home. They had a huge halftime lead, blew it, came down to the wire, and won and covered the game at home against Auburn. Now it's time for revenge. Auburn's at home on Wednesday night, hosting Alabama. Ken Palm's got the number three. I love Auburn in this game. Uh, at home, huge rivalry game, revenge spot. Alabama's been much shakier, like you could, every college team when you go on the road. So let's call it three. Auburn minus three against Alabama on Wednesday night. And then the one that I alluded to at the top of the pod, this will If this opens the number Ken Palm has it, it'll be my biggest play to date of the college basketball season. Kentucky hosts Gonzaga on Saturday. Gonzaga's coming all the way over to Rupp to play on the road. We'll see what happens as we record tonight. Uh, Kentucky's like a double-digit favorite at Vandy. They're going to bounce back, get a win, I would assume. That was the second time Calipari's ever lost back-to-back home games since coming to Kentucky. Florida in overtime and then Tennessee on Saturday night. This is their next home game. They're going to be jacked up, ready to go against Gonzaga. And I have news for you. Gonzaga sucks. (laughs) They are not good. Been fading them all year. When UConn went out to Seattle, laid a few points with them, they pounded them. Um, They've been bad on the road, lost to Washington, lost to uh, Santa Clara, they just lost at home to St. Mary's who I bet to win that conference. I said, "Mm, I hope Gonzaga wins a nail biter here so I can bet St. Mary's at home in the rematch. Well, Mary's just won that one outright. Ken Palm has this three Kentucky minus three at home against Gonzaga. If that's the number five units, Kentucky minus three, I think it'll be four, four and a half, which I'm fine with. So, Kentucky on Saturday, I'm laying the points with Gonzaga unless this is some absurd number that is different than the analytics, but it, it typically isn't too far off. So absolutely love Kentucky at home on Saturday afternoon, 4 p.m. Eastern tip against a bad Gonzaga team.
0: You're high on Kentucky.
1: You're high on, you've been high on I them like, for a while. I like Kentucky a lot, but I, I dislike Gonzaga much, much more
0: yeah they they just they're be they're still being priced and looked at like a a wagon they've been for Way 10 years.
1: too much of a premium they're they're not that team at all
0: yeah okay all right Jules that's, very
1: good uh, that's a podcast, not just for today but for a six year shelf life
0: I think I would still encourage people to uh follow unreasonable odd the handle is at unreasonable odd yeah turn we'll that into. That will be, um, I would guess, rebranded to fit what is going to happen on the weekends going forward into the spring, into the summer. And um, thanks to Eamon, uh, who's producing today. Samir's in, in Vegas. He didn't have time for us. Kind of like Steve yes. So. We'll thanks, Amen.
1: thanks, Steve, for his efforts over the years. Thanks, Samir, for his efforts over the years. None of them here today to cross the finish line.
0: Yeah. All right, Jules. Good stuff. Uh, thanks to all of you who have listened, uh, who have watched, you know, watched the clips that we put out, as well as uh, the subscriptions and the downloads wherever you get your podcast. Julian Edlow, Brendan Glashine. best of luck. Enjoy Super Bowl Fifty Eight. Don't get too silly. You know, you don't have to bet everything as much as you want to, but uh, enjoy it. It is the last football game of the year. Thanks for listening to Unreasonable Odds presented by DraftKings. So long, farewell. Odds and lines are subject to change. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER.